Auto Tech Show, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of technology and modern day solutions in the automotive industry. Join our host, Mark Babin, as he speaks with the industry leading professionals from around the world on the constantly changing topics of the automotive industry. Each episode has the ability to provide new ideas that you won't want to miss. From upcoming technology to some of the most recent automotive advances. And now for our host, Mark Babin. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Auto Tech Show. My name is Mark Babin, your host. It's great to have you on this episode. Thank you so much for clicking. You're going to be glad you did. Today we're talking all about disruptive innovation within the automotive industry. It's an important topic and one that is really going to define the next decade of the industry and really getting a grasp on what's coming and how to adapt and how to deal with it. Now it's a big topic, of course, so we need a big guest. I'm very excited to welcome Anudar Hannibal. She is the managing director at Carve 8, a division of 1886 Ventures. They're continuing to push innovation forward, driving change uh, on the technology side, and it's fantastic to see. Anudar has over 25 years in the automotive industry with some big names under her belt. Mercedes-Benz is an example, and she continues to push innovation forward in her new role here. So without further ado, let's get into this episode and dive into the topic, and I'll catch you on the other side for a quick recap and rundown. Enjoy. Anudar, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you sharing your insights and yeah, really looking forward to uh, a topic that I know you're passionate about with disruptive innovation. So thank you. Okay, thank you, Mark, uh, for inviting me. And I'm also excited to be here. And, uh, you know, um, I'm working already like for over 25 years in automotive industry. And most of the time I was working for one of the biggest premium um, uh, car manufacturers, uh, Mercedes-Benz. And um, yeah, so I've seen a lot of innovation and, Absolutely. you know, uh, also development in the automotive industry. And uh, I must say, like, 2000, 2001, my first project was um, introducing optical archive at uh, Mercedes-Benz Bank. Wow, oh, that's so cool. And it was like a revolution, you know, you, you just take uh, from the people, the um, beloved uh, paper uh, customer files, you know, and then um, uh, we would just scan them and there was a digital file. And yeah. it was kind of a revolution at that time. At that time. But if you compare right now what is happening right now in the automotive industry, this is nothing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's continuing faster and faster yes, each year. Yes, this is really in very exciting, but also very... Uh, yeah, difficult, um, let's say, phase uh, in the development of automotive industry we are facing yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot in your time and that's exactly where I'd love to start the conversation today. Tons of disruptive innovation in the automotive industry over the past couple decades. What's most notable for you? Which ones really stand out to you? Um, you know, actually uh, Mercedes-Benz in 2015 16. Okay. And um, they introduced their their own uh, future strategy. It was, it was called Case. Okay. And Case was uh, standing for connected, autonomous is A, yeah. Mm-hmm. S is shared, and E electric. Okay. And this is pretty much, for me, like um, the summary mm-hmm. of what is happening right mm-hmm. now. Um, 
what kind of disruption and what kind of trends are, let's say, that the automotive um, industry is facing right now? Mm-hmm. So with all of these innovations, then, how do you see them affect the industry? Like, what's the immediate reaction to the industry? And then, does it is it an immediate change? Is it progressive? How do you see that these disruptive innovations affect the overall industry? So if you com- compare this different, let's say, disruptive innovations, mm-hmm. right, that the most... Um, yeah, uh, re- recent one is of course electric. Yes. Yeah. So you have now that the uh, the, the whole um, industry is changing towards uh, EV cars. Um, they are more and more present, right? The infrastructure, but also the comp- uh, complete change of supply chain. You know, it, it affects not only like the big manufacturers, but all the suppliers al- along the uh, you know supply chain. So this is a really a big change right now. Yeah, the other ones, of course, the, the sharing uh, economy. Customers are driving us, right? Yeah, so customers ask, are yeah. sa- saying, "No, we are not interested, like, um, to to own the cars." Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would like to uh, just use the cars, but having all the advantages of the ownership. Yep. And this is why the car sharing is coming, or even car subscription. This is, uh, let's say, our business at uh, Car for Eight. Um, so this is at, at not only just trend. This is the the, the development which is there, right? Yeah. The autonomous part of um, all this, um, let's say, development is not coming so quick. Not as fast. Is it not so fast uh, like the others? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think. Um, it's not that easy. Yeah? Yeah. There the are not only the technical part of this autonomous driving, but also many uh, legal, uh, you know, uh, and and also um, all this um, even ethical, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's topics. Much more it's more ma- much more complicated. So it will take some time uh, until we have it. Yeah. Really do, on the street. Do you find a geographical difference in how disruptive innovation is is reacted to based on where it is in, in the world, if it's in Asia, Europe, North America? Um, it depends, of course, on uh, which kind of uh, disruptive Absolutely. innovation, right? Um, what I have uh, seen um, when we started 2017 with this idea of car subscription and then started the pilots, I was surprised because I was traveling 2019 more or less a lo- around the world and realized that even I was in in China. I was in in um, uh, let's say in Japan. I was in in uh, South Africa, Russia, and and uh, at that time, uh, right, and and in wow. the, uh, Western Europe, and and US, the customers are ready. Yeah. And and there is no the big difference. Of course, uh, there may be some some specifics, regional specifics, but but uh, customers are ready. I think with the EV, um, it's different, mm-hmm. right? So with electric uh, cars. Uh, because you need the infrastructure, yeah. And and I think in in some uh, develop, developing countries or emerging markets, it will take some more time than in the uh, U.S. or in in uh, Western Europe, right? Yeah, we've seen the U.S. market obviously adapt yes. to EV really fast yes. with charging stations everywhere. Yeah. But now it's actually the sustaining of those stations. So they've built them. Yeah. But now they're coming to the end of their life cycle. 
And so they weren't almost prepared for that side of the disrupt. They just forced it out, yeah. not really thinking long term. <laughs> but I guess that's we see that geographically as well. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I think we look at technology companies. Of course, they play a major role in disruptive innovation. They they can lead innovation, of course, um, and how the the markets adapt because technology is going to be everything. It's it's how everything runs. What do you think are the unique opportunities that technology companies have in driving this forward? Like, what makes them different? And enforcing change, you know, um, in all these trends we we discussed, all disruptive mm-hmm. uh, innovations, um, the most important part is uh, digitalization, right? Great point. So everything goes via internet, or it has to be, let's say, connected and so on. And therefore, of course, this kind of uh, you know uh, software companies and and um, uh, innovative, uh, let's say, digital companies are playing a huge role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because um, the traditional players on the automotive market, they are not software companies. No. They don't, unfortunately, understand how software company works. And of course, they don't have this really know-how and, and the people um, really to um, uh, uh, do it the way, uh, let's say, all uh, digital companies are doing yeah, right. Different mindset. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But but this is essential for them because customers are online. You know, uh, even in uh, during the uh, COVID time, it was even difficult because all the showrooms were closed. Yeah. But customers were there and they were searching over internet. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you are not, uh, let's say, there to meet your customers, also digital or online then you lose business. Yeah, forced adaptation. So therefore, of course, the role is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Events like this that that we see, you know, big brands and and startups and technology and software come together, I think it stresses the importance of things like this because you're right, the large companies aren't going to have the resources to focus on the software. They need to rely on collaborations and partnerships to do that. Is that more important now than ever before with how quickly things are changing? Yes, because I, I see kind of, you know, mindsets change in, in um, let's say, in, in bigger even um, automotive companies. Okay. Because at the beginning, everyone said, we are big enough, we can do it by our own. Right. All this, you know, um, apps, whatever, and, and uh, even, um, you know, uh, Google Maps, but we will do it by our own. Yeah. yeah? So they started to do all these navigations and develop it and so but but then you realize that this is so complicated. And heavy. You know? like a lot it's of heavy. Work. You have to invest lots of yeah. not only money but, but also you have to have the right people yeah. with the right uh, know how. And and um, now you see this change of mindset because I'm absolutely sure that you know who will survive all this disruption are companies which are flexible enough and um, let's say which are open and doing the collaboration because you don't have to invent everything by your own. Nobody today in this world has this much of let's say capacities or resources to do everything by their own. Yeah, and therefore I, I think collaboration is a key. And even um, uh, I heard recently that Mercedes is now doing the collaboration with Google Maps. Mm-hmm. So that's a good step forward. <laughs> yeah. I think that's big for big companies. To it's a, it's a big change for them. Yes, because they're used to driving everything. Absolutely, absolutely. But but now you have to really decide what is your core competence. Where is your core business? 
and then of course everything else you know you know just to write a document you don't have to uh, let's say program a microsoft word kind of uh, program yeah? yeah so by your own yeah. you just use uh, use what's there what's there and i think it's important for the companies to accept that there are solutions that they can work with yes. they don't have to reinvent yes. everything and this is why why we are at scarf 8 absolutely like uh, you know convinced that we have a platform f- for doing uh, uh, you enabling you to do a car subscription so you don't have to build so, it yourself. So you don't have to build yourself. Uh, yeah. So it's white label solution. Just plug in and off you go. <laughs> and that's how it should be because you've spent the time and the resources and taken your Absolutely. experience into building that. Yes, yes. So I think and there's a lot of other companies that do all different kinds of stuff for them. For the big companies, is it a big cultural change to, to think this way then? Because it's not just one guy. It yeah. has to be at the core of the company to accept this. Yes, yes. And and this is absolutely that the, the this change of mind, yeah? yeah. So you have to be, like, of course you have heritage and yeah. and you are big and and you are uh, proud of your company. Mm-hmm. But but, um, really, the flexible will uh, uh, survive, right? Yeah. There's there's going to be change. And I was speaking with another uh, a gentleman on on some disruptive topics, and he was talking about hard trends and soft trends and how there are things that going that are going to change. And if you don't adapt, yeah, game over. And that's more important now than ever with economy and, and with customers driving everything. Yeah. If you don't change, absolutely, you're going to be left behind. Even the big guys. Yeah. And that's scary for them. <laughs> yeah. But they have to change, and I think that's important to bring up. And I love that point. So with every new innovation and every new piece of technology that's going to be disruptive, there's of course barriers. There's of course challenges. There's going to be people pushing back. Everything, right? When the seatbelt came out, you know, people push back on it. So everything now and, and so on and so forth. Subscription services, I think, is a great topic people are pushing back on. How do you, how would you advise operators to manage these expectations so that there's less barriers? Because we don't want to, we don't want to defer people from inv- innovating. We want people to be disruptive. That's what creates new things. Yeah. But how do you, how do you manage that so there's less barriers, or, or is it just mindset to just continue to push forward no matter what? How does that work? Uh, it- so it's a good question. <laughs> yes, people want to know. Yeah, so if uh, somebody has the, the right solution, then, you know, I'm, I'm really open yeah. Yeah, for that. No, but, but um, in the end, it's like, um, uh, yeah, any disruption, uh, you know, um, causes also like um, that there are people uh, pushing back, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, and uh, of course, you are also completely like... Um, attacking kind of segment or industry or companies which are already established in this kind of market and if you completely change maybe the market and there will be barriers yeah. right but but I think um, the, uh, uh, for me uh, you have to s- stay and try and and also um, uh, maybe even to um, try to involve all the players, Great you know, idea. and and also try to find also uh, the, the, the win-win situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and the other topic is customers. So if the customers accept what what you are trying to sell, right, and and or to change, then um, it's like yeah. you have them on your side. Yes. 
and that's going to be but, key. But this is also, it, it, it takes time, right? Yeah. It's not like you are there and everyone says, wow, right? Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's kind of also education. And because, um, of course, some some uh, innovations are coming that customers are saying, oh, I would like, uh, I have this uh, struggle. I would like to have it this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but nobody uh, said, I, I need an iPhone, right? Of course not. So, yeah. well, <laughs> or we that we I need a car. It. Right? Yeah. Uh, they said, oh, maybe a quicker, uh, car uh, a lighter carriage and, and maybe uh, more more horses or whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's it's difficult if you do really disrupt, uh, disruptive mm -hmm. innovation, right? Mm -hmm. So then, um, but but it takes time and, and you have to really find the customers that, and, and, and educate them and, and really sell the, 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 the idea, right? Would you say something like an early adopter program or something that maybe gets some credible brands involved would be a stepping stone for a lot of these disruptive innovations if there's a new piece of technology and you get some credibility with yes. big guys so coming involved? Yes, so this is also a, a, maybe a, a good way mm -hmm. to, to say maybe to find um, already established companies and say, let's do it together. You yeah. know, you already mentioned this collaboration mm -hmm. topic, so um, definitely one uh, It's something good to solution. maybe approach. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think, yeah, not willing to concede and just continue to push that forward if you have the right partner and the right collaborators involved then yes. you know like you know what you're doing is going to work and you may have to convince a large organization that it's going to work mm -hmm. but you've taken your resources and experience and they can trust that yeah but that's again a mind shift yes so i think a lot of this disruptive innovation is is coming down to a mind shift yes definitely. and that elaborates the point of collaboration how important that is to trust in that collaboration because of that mind shift because a big company They have their ways, they're set in their ways, you know, they, yeah. they're used to their comfort zone. And you're coming in and saying, this needs to change. <laughs> But how do they trust you with that? Is that just a slow relationship that you build then? It's about, um, I think in every business, like uh, people's business, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to find the, 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 the possible potential partners and then build up a good relationship and then really find the right people uh, on yeah. <laughs> right uh, positions and, and then, um, yeah. Uh, Bring it up that way. Yes. The last thing I'd just love to touch on is, and I love your opinion on this given your experience in the industry, what's next? Like, what's the next big disruptive automotive thing that's coming from from your experience and your knowledge of the industry? Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to this all, uh, how the autonomous yeah. will change everything, okay. right? Because currently, like, even car sharing and so on, so it's still, like, um, one uh, few, few people um, are, let's say, um, Uh, managing or operating uh, the fleets mm -hmm. and then, then the other people are owning the cars and so on but but how it will work or how it will change also who who from the players will stay or um, how this uh, whole industry will change if um, there will be autonomous driving mm -hmm. and and also uh, because many of the companies will then disappear or many yeah. of uh, segments of the, always of the, yeah that disruptive of, of innovation this always removes ecosystem. part of the right so yeah. it will be really uh, exciting to see yeah. it is exciting i think to watch yeah. and to be part of it yeah I mean, you're right in the middle of it. Yes, and and even this electric, to be honest, between us, yeah. right? Um, between us and all the thousands yeah. of years. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm not really 100% that it will be 100% electric. Yeah, uh, it's so too that, far maybe one way. Yes, because there will be maybe even other, like, you know. Yeah, something else will happen before then. 
Yeah, but uh, th- there will be other, let's say, ways how how uh, we can fulfill it. Because yeah, yes. I think and I had this discussion yesterday as well. Is a lot is hidden about the electric side. I mean, people know about like the resources to build the batteries and all of this, but we're so focused on like the Tesla and the the car itself yes. right now that we're yes. kind of ignoring how it's made. Yeah. But yeah. is that long-term sustainable? Really? This is the question, that's, that's yeah? That's the question, yeah. and that's the true disruptive model. Yeah, and, and maybe there will be like uh, hydrogen or, you know, uh, maybe there will yeah. be also like synthetic, um, you know, fuel or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so... You can't get rid of internal combustion yes. completely. It's yeah. always going to be a part of it. Absolutely. But to see big brands committing to it is an interesting thing. They're saying by 2035 will be, you know, totally electric or... That's what they're promising yeah, but, but, but now. But I think this is the pressure, you know, yeah. uh, so the, because uh, everyone says that EV is the solution yeah. and and um, the sustainable one. But um, I would be more open. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they should be more yes. more open to other options. Yes, brilliant. A fantastic talk, Anuda. Thank you so much for today. I really enjoyed the insights. Um, Thank you, yeah, perfect. Any final notes before we close out the episode? Um, if you're interested in car subscription, yes, then Carf8. <laughs> I was hoping. Brilliant. .com. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thank you so much for today. Thank I really you. appreciate your insights. Bye. <laughs> and just like that, another episode comes to a close. Hope you enjoyed that. It was fantastic talk. And I could talk all day about disruptive innovation with, with someone like this. Anudar gave so much great insight from all of her years of experience. It really comes down to that change in mindset, like she said, that collaborative effort and the willingness to want to drive future change. That's really the core of disruptive innovation. So hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments about what you heard today or you want to add to the conversation, just in the podcast notes below, you will see uh, LinkedIn for myself and Anudar. Please reach out. Feel free to ask questions, add to the conversation. We'd love to encourage this type of uh, added conversation to the podcast. So please do that. And with that, of course, we'll bring this episode to a close. Thank you so much for listening, wherever in the world you may be. Wishing you a fantastic day. We'll see you on the next episode very soon.